When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to, let it go, can't let this thing called love get away from you, feel free right now, close the watch you want 
undercutting those around him when the truth is is that he's in a place that he is incapable of running. And so, D, we, we have a situation where the wheels look like they're starting to come off of the Donald Trump administration. Yep. Good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you, James, for taking the time to uh, uh, bring everything to the forefront. We do appreciate that. Yeah, um, as 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 fate would have it, uh, it seems that uh, everything is kind of coming full circle. Um, the 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 point of the matter again is that it's going to be a lot of big names to go down the toilet with him. Um. Uh, some of which were probably would never be able to be elected for anything else again. Um, being as though that they uh, co-signed <clears throat> the behavior and the unprecedented uh, personality of this White House, um, you know, uh, and, and it's going to be clear that they did so just to hold on to their seat. And, and try to hold on to uh, some aspiration of being reelected for that particular seat. Um, and, <coughs> and like you say, um, uh, there is nothing to be expected uh, any different than the way he ran the campaign in the first place, especially in the primary. Uh, for anybody to expect any different from this person, uh, it, it shows a blatant short-sightedness in behavior. Uh, even the evangelical Christians, I just can't get them out of my vocabulary because they uh, they really didn't hold uh, this behavior to a higher standard. Uh, they did not expect, uh, they did not hold this presidency to the, to the character that, Christ would expect for one to have in, in such a strong leadership role. And so, uh, you know, uh, I, I, want, I want them to actually be held accountable also. Uh, I, I am not that uh, forgiven so, so quickly and so readily without a, at least a, an apology or an explanation. And that's where I stand. Thank you. It is amazing uh, that people decided, white America decided, that they wanted a businessman uh, to run the White House and that um, they wanted somebody who who was outside of the politics. And now that they've got him, they need to understand that this is what you get when you get some newbie trying to run the country uh, who could not even run his own life without it being in chaos. And so you point fingers at Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was a governor twice uh, before he became the president, which gave him the ability uh, to run a country uh, with uh, some kind of political savvy. This man has no political savvy. And every time you turn around, things are happening in his administration that never happened in any other administration. How do you get papers stolen off your desk? 
how is your office so open uh, that people have the freedom to come in and out of your office and do things without your knowledge? How is it that you have uh, so little disregard uh, for your your running this this uh, administration that you have people just doing all kind of things and saying all kind of things to people who are going to put them in writing. And then you come on and you talk about, uh, talk about it on the phone as though it's not going to have any, any um, bad press in terms of your ability. So, uh, Cheryl, it is just amazing uh, that over and over and over again, we keep hearing about this man and how people are calling each other despicable things, him calling his uh, lawyer a baby, uh, how he uh, is being being um, taken advantage of and is not serving him correctly, uh, Sessions calling him retarded. Uh, these people are just out of touch with how to to be to be decent and upstanding. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, I didn't get a chance to read the, um, the article that you sent out. I, I just slid on in here. But um, just from the conversation and just what you asked, you know, it is unthinkable because you would think that um, a person in this higher position would, you know, that anyone under him would not have access so freely to be able to go in and to disturb his papers or anything. And I understand that they may be um, one or two people, but strictly of confidence, you know, that's just like um, just a regular CEO of a company. You know, a supervisor couldn't go in in that office, um, somebody wondering what they're doing in the office or even having – um, you know, where the office is not accessible and not even to the extent of removing anything out of the office at all. But, um, you know, we are beginning to see so many things unfold because of the court um, that's going on, different things that they are questioning and um, not saying that they're going to do, but it's been in the media you know, asking Trump for certain information, um, and they might because it just may be some words going around. But when you cannot address the public in a fashion that you keep White House business in the White House and that there's fear of what, you know, what happens when you open your mouth, then evidently you're not showing control over what it is that you're talking about. And just like you said, you know, um, and sometimes, you know, we can live a reckless personal life and do very good in a business life and vice versa. But um, it has also shown that he has followed the same pattern. This pattern is that, you know, it has been reckless, you know, in his personal life and the things that he's done. And now 
we've gotten a chance to see this firsthand in the business um, realm of things and holding such a high position. It don't affect just him. It affects everyone, you know, from him on down. And that's a lot of um, affecting. So I would like to see, you know, how this really unfolds. I mean, I'm, you know, I got my popcorn and I'm at the um, on the media just just waiting as as things unfold. You know, that's just a figure of speech. But um, you know, we said that this is the time. This is the time of exposure, and things are going. You know, they just wasn't going to last this way all the time. So. I, I I would be really interested in seeing how this all unravels. It is uh, just chaotic uh, as CNN has divulged that he's been practicing and he's been so god awful that they're really afraid, Reverend Smith, of putting him in front of uh, the attorney, uh, the the person who's in charge of the secret. Gosh, I can't get his name. But who's in charge, Who he's afraid of uh, testifying because he can't keep his lies straight. And so it is uh, amazing that we have a president who is unable to control his his narrative uh, once he's being put on the spot. Uh, so this special counsel is going to eat him up if he ever decides to go in front of this man and talk. Good evening, everyone. Pass me this time. I'm just getting home and just getting something to eat. I just want to listen for a while. I haven't read okay. anything. All right. What you said. Uh, Andre, what, what, you know, we, we talked about take care of home food first and make sure that we're in control of of our um, our local races, and things went re- really well here in Florida, uh, but it looks as though the wheels are falling off uh, in in uh, administrative in the Trump administration, and he is going to be into the midterm uh, election. Well, a terrific Tuesday to everyone, and uh, like uh, Sister Cheryl, I didn't get a chance to open up and listen, and similar to um, uh, the pastor, uh, I'm trying to get us situated, but let me just share that um, while we had people to come out to vote in Florida in order for us to seal the deal in November, we have to make sure that we... um, have people actually voicing their views and their concerns at the voting poll. We cannot take anything for granted, and we have to make sure that we are um, inclusive of our young people as well as our seniors when it comes to voting. I would say that this topic and and many other other political topics, uh, if we haven't already, I hope that we've taken time to call the numbers that we've been shared with to inform our representatives and our senators of our views and our opinions. So not only will we allow voices to be heard here, we'll allow voices to be heard by those who are representing us. Uh, we have to take action. You know, it's not enough to say, oh, I can't, I can't believe this, because from the last year and a half, 
just about every week we're saying something that we don't believe. We can't imagine it. And we um, D was key uh, and had a vision of saying that this truly is the year or the season for, you know, people to be revealed. And, uh, again, we have to stand strong. I don't know if you talked about it or not, um, James, but I would like to give credit to uh, Kaepernick again. Uh, he has taken a stand, and he continued to take a stand. I believe his case is a, about to go to court if it's not already scheduled for court. And this is a um, man who has, you know, given up a lot, but he's standing. And I just surely hope that we can stand along with him and let him be uh, an example uh, to us. In today's age, a lot of people say, you know, who's going to be the next leader? Who's going to be the – well, we have to be our own leaders. But when we do have people who step out, such as he has, um, let us make sure that we're supporting them, not only with, um, you know, our conversation, but if it's a means in which we can help and demonstrate our support, let us do that because action is very powerful. It is uh, interesting you brought that up because Nike has taken a step that I would not have they were willing to do and they have actually uh, gotten him and putting him in the forefront along with creating some shoes and, and some apparel uh, which he is going to be sponsoring and uh, they're just doing a campaign about him and the sacrifice that he's made and already yeah. you see yeah. some people burn tennis shoes as a result of their support. Yeah, and I believe that's for their 30th anniversary that they're celebrating, and, and that's that's great. But if I'm not mistaken, Nike, and I have some concerns with Nike on some things, but this one I do support. Um, but Nike never um, discontinued him being a part of their advertising. and never did cut his salary or cut his uh, contract, I should say. Uh, but now I am too. I'm glad to see that they're bringing them to the forefront. And I think if you look at their their strategy, you know, uh, officially the football season is about to start. I know they've had preseason, and for them to come out with that, I, I think that was strategically, um, you know, timed. So timing is always everything. And again, let us make sure that we're providing our our support as much as we possibly can on cases and um, events such as these. Yeah, it is interesting and nice, like I say, to, to see that large companies and individuals have not sought to uh, distance themselves from him. And so, Kathy, it is, you know, we have to support companies who are willing uh, to step out there on, uh, and support somebody who may not be uh easiest person to support. I know that there are a lot of people who are going to suggest uh that Nike is out of touch for the exact the deal is <clears throat> the deal is is that we're talking about saving the lives of people of color and that it was never about disrespecting the flag. It was about having the police recognize uh, that we were not going to tolerate them continuing to spill the blood of people of color on the street.
Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon to all my beautiful sisters. I love hearing you guys' voice. Um, can I just listen right now, James, because I actually just got in. I know it's about something about Cabernacker, uh, but I'm not um, really sure. So if it's okay with you, I'd just like to listen right now. All right. Uh, Dee, let me come back to you. Uh, where do you think this book is going to go? And is it really going to make a difference, even though it's embarrassing the president? I'm sorry, Jane. Now, uh, where is what going to go? I, I missed the gist of that, of that question. Where do you think this book about Woodard is going to go? And do you think it's going to embarrass the president enough to really make a difference? Well, um, I, you know, I, I sent a response to your to your check. Uh, I think that uh, he, as well as uh, Omarosa, are going to need some legal defense. Uh, you know, the GOP is not going to take this lightly. Uh, the GOP and and their constituents, um, you know, if you look at them closely, if you look at them closely, uh, they are very much aligned with the Confederate uh, ideology. Uh, so uh, they are not going to take this line down. And, and the people that, that sympathize with their efforts are not going to take this line down. Um, if, uh, if it gets close to impeachment proceeding against President Trump, uh, you can pretty much rest assured that they're going to find a way to find uh, treasonous um, um, indictments and, and, and the protocol of that going toward both Amarosa and, and this gentleman Woodward. So uh, it's a lot to be had, a lot to be said. Uh, I want to say something also to what Ms. Ms. Sherrill was speaking about, how easy it was for some person, for somebody to go into the uh, over office and obtain this information. Uh, you know, uh, for uh, the longest time, um, there were a lot of people that wasn't willing to work for this White House. Uh, they never did staff the, uh, staff the administration properly, even at the deputy position. So there was a lot of holes in all of that. And, and thirdly, I want to say something to what Ms. Audrey said. She's absolutely right because now Texas is um, presuming that there will be a blue wave in Texas. And to my recent memory, that's probably for the first time ever, uh, even in the same conversation uh, as, as it uh, relates to Florida, uh, for it even to be uh, presumed that blue will, will consume the state. She's absolutely right that we have to stay diligent. Uh, with uh, Alabama and Georgia, Georgia seeming to be um, uh, entertaining the idea of being purple. Uh, whereas you got a lot of swing attitudes going on about where uh, these uh, people in these states will place their votes. So yes, we have to be diligent. We got to understand that Fox News and all the other outlets are well equipped to stay uh, in in the face of their face. So we have to be just as uh, well equipped and willing to do the same thing. Thank you. I'm just I'm just bewildered about how white America, how white America continue to support these people 
who align themselves with Donald Trump. It is just amazing to me that these people uh, seemingly don't care about the embarrassment that this man has made uh, not only here in America, but throughout the world. Uh, Our closest allies are being um, talked about and and, and abused. Uh, Here we have Canada, uh, who is concerned about whether or not we're going to keep a relationship with them related to NAFTA. Um, We had a president in Barack Obama who was um, respected around the world, uh, but yet uh, we have uh, Donald Trump, who everybody thinks is a lunatic. And every time a new book comes out, seemingly more and more people have... uh, have identified him as losing it and, and not very much in control. So Cheryl, we we've gone from somebody who could be respected and appreciated. Uh, white America has taken us down this real dark road related to Donald Trump, and we don't know when and where it's going to end. Well, because of his. Um of who he is and the characteristics of him um, being unpredictable, then that's why we can only expect what we expect. And that means being unpredictable. Um, we Every day there's something new in the media. Every day he changes. Um, but he's still staying character all the time. When I say changes, is the different things that come out of his mouth that is so surprising as far as being a president. But um, his character then and now speaks for itself. So that's what we can expect. Um, We don't know what to expect because he is so unpredictable. When I say that is the things that he's saying, Um, predictable in a way is you can definitely expect him to say something that will throw us back. Um, And that has been, you know, that's the characteristic of him that we've been seeing, and it hasn't changed yet. So we can expect anything, and a lot of times that's what we get, anything. But it's just, uh, you know, when we look back and make the comparisons, and we talked about, you know, for a long time, for a long time we felt as though George Bush was not a smart man, but yet he never made the kinds of mistakes that Donald Trump is consistently making. Uh, you know, he was committed to his family. He was committed to his wife. He was committed to his country, uh, but yet we see a Donald Trump who is just all over the place. Uh, nobody close to him really trusts him uh, because he's able to say anything about anybody at any given time. So it is uh, just when you hear Bob Woodward come out and talk about his uh, Donald Trump's lawyer, uh concerned about him wearing an orange jumpsuit if he ever testifies, that means that 
they truly know that he is incapable of holding holding the truth close to his heart. So they're afraid that he's going to say something uh, that the the special counsel knows is a lie, and he will be uh, he will be threatened with uh, possible uh, crimes uh, that might get him in trouble. So it is easy that you know we keep seeing and thinking these things have to come to pass because he can't keep people out of his business. He can't keep the words that he has um, from coming to the truth, coming to the light, uh, because there's so many lies that he's told over the years. We're going to take a short break uh, and come back and continue our conversation.
This is James T. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. A country the size, oh, excuse me, a company the size of Nike uh, that is willing to step out and uh, support uh, Kaepernick uh, with this statement. And, you know, this statement means a lot. Believe in something, even if it means you have to sacrifice everything. And what that means to me is, is that sometimes you have to stand up even though it's going to cost you something, because you have to be truthful about what it is that you believe in. And I am just glad to know that this man is not going to lose financially uh, in every aspect of his life uh, because Nike has stepped up for him. And it does look like he is there moving forward with his... um, his trial with the trial against the NFL and that they must have something that led that judge to believe uh, that um, the information was credible enough uh, to take them to the next level. I just hope they do win. I don't know if uh, Colin will be able to come back to football. I mean, once you have not played uh, football for a few years, it takes away from your skill level. Uh, But hopefully they'll have to pay uh, for what they've done. But what they have said, again, you know, in terms of what they stand for, you know, you have to, you know, believe in what you're standing for, even if it's you have to sacrifice everything, is a statement that all of us need to live by. Uh, Gee, it is obvious that they are really uh, supporting uh, this band despite of the heat they may take. Yeah, I'm going to say this quicker because I think I might be going to a blackout zone. Uh, you know, it was said that, um, you know, his the main purpose of his uh, taking a stand in the way of protest was to uh, make the police department or, 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 or police authorities aware of the abuse. And in my mind's eye, it was not necessarily – the uh, law enforcement that he was trying to make aware, it was people who wanted who wanted to turn turn their head, uh, to, to close their eyes to the abuse. Uh, you know, you can ask uh, most Americans, would be Americans, especially white Americans, uh, what was the nature of the protest? And I, I bet you that they could not even give you uh, a thorough uh, a thorough um, explanation on what the protest was about. And that's why the protest was so. Uh, adamant about being uh, on television uh, and, and kneeling for the flag because they, uh, white America, some of them, some of them wanted to be uh, nonchalant about the issue. And I just need to say that. Thank you. Yes, Cheryl, it is, it is sad that too many white Americans just don't understand what it is that we feel when we see uh, one of our brothers being choked to death on the street, or tased to death, or shot to death. You know, they seemingly don't understand that we believe that if we're not careful, that could possibly have us happen to somebody we love. 
Uh, so they seem so far removed from it uh, that they didn't understand what healing uh, during the anthem really meant. Well, you said some key words, you know, when you said about um, they don't know. And they really don't know until they are put in the position where they become uh, a black America or those of another race. They can't begin to understand. You know, we can't begin to understand that of others who deal with things just within their race. So as much as we would like them to understand, no, they would never. Now, they can imagine those who want to, um, but truly, really, really understand, no, because they are not of another race. And today we have so many mixed races that are coming together that it's going to be a neutral thing, meaning that whites who think that they are just pure whites will not be um, whatever other race that believe that they're just that race. Because in some ways, some of us are coming together, and it doesn't matter with the color of the skin. And like it's been said, it's the content. And, you know, we're not looking at the we're wanting to know the inner person. But um, some of them will and, and will never, and that means never understand, you know. But um, so we can't expect them to totally understand, but to have some kind of heart to know what it feels like if they were in the position, meaning if they had their loved ones to be killed or their loved ones to be stopped and to be battered and to be abused and to be victimized, those things, you know, but um, that's, that's as much as they can do. They will never know. Reverend Smith, um, I do want to be able to ask you this question. Uh, I want to ask you, now that we've had a Uber driver who's taken the life of a young white man, uh, will uh, do you think that the legislators would take it a little more serious that they need to question this stand-your-ground law when it is uh, having this kind of effect on human beings across the state. Are you there, Reverend Smith? Uh, Dee, what what are your thoughts about this? You know, stand the ground law. Now we had this Uber driver uh, kill uh, this young white boy who was uh, angered about his girlfriend. Um, now that it is impact, we got one white man who's looking like he's going to be going to jail. Uh, do you think the uh, legislators will be smart enough or um, concerned about what kind of impact this stand-your-ground law is going to have on our country as a whole? 
Well, I think that's yet to be seen still. Uh, I think it's, it's still a little early to predict that um, that will uh, galvanize a change when it comes down to the standing ground law. Uh, it's my understanding that the uh, the, the governor uh, candidate for the Democratic side down there in Florida, uh, the Tallahassee mayor, uh, his one of his um, one of his uh, campaign uh, points is to uh, alleviate or do away with the standing ground law. Uh, with that being said, I think that uh, that will cause some friction from the uh, the GOP side of things, being though that that's one of his talking points. Uh, so again, uh, that's yet to be seen. All that all that's kind of happening at the same time. So uh, if if my prediction is correct, uh, it's going to be a seesaw effort to try to get that overturned, being as though that's one of his talking points. Thank you. Well, D, let me ask you this, too, and let's get it on record. Do you think it's capable, do you think Georgia and Florida is capable of closing their eyes and doing the right thing by electing both of these African-Americans to the governor house this coming November. Well, you know, James, that's going to be, um, like the sheriff said, that's going to be interesting to see uh, because, um, you know, as, qui- as quiet as it's kept, uh, anybody that's not of the liberal and what they call the progressive mindset <clears throat> has to be uh, of the conservative mindset, which is pretty much, uh, of the uh, Confederate mindset, you know, and you know we know that Texas, uh, all the way from Arizona to Texas to Florida up to Tennessee and up to the Major Dixie line is considered to be uh, the deep south. So uh, if 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 they if they're ready to swing in that way, then yeah, that's possible, especially when it comes down to the the younger generation that uh, that is of uh, voting age. But the uh, the older uh, voters that have this mindset of not wanting to change no matter what, I think that's going to be the issue. So when you ask me about Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and possibly Alabama, uh, and if Mississippi was one of the of this uh, new attitude, um, that would be a great thing. The, 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 the point of the matter is, though, can they hold that idea? See, when it comes down to the new ideology of somebody wanting something different, um, the, the the Democrats, if you if you will, have to be able to hold that idea for the, for the next election cycle and 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 there and thereof, because uh, you know if if they're not in the same, if they're not in in in, in coordinates with uh, with the idea of where we're supposed to be going, then. It's not going to be. It's not going to be productive. Thank you. I am just. I'm bewildered because I thought we had really made a change or in direction when we elected Barack Obama, but then after we elected Donald Trump, it seemed as though we went right back beyond where we were. So Cheryl, it's hard to believe or understand whether or not electing African-Americans or electing people of color is just a fad 
are we actually re- uh, electing the people, the best people for the job? Because I want to believe that we are electing the best people for the job, uh, and they just happen to be black. Uh, you know, but a lot of times when you see that they elected Donald Trump, it, it makes you uneasy about where we're going as a country. Well, you know, just like um, I've said many times before, for this last president election, we got caught sleeping. We got comfortable. We got comfortable where we are with um, the president that we had in office. We didn't get out and do what we needed to do. So I would think that we would want the best person that's going to do the job in office. And that's where we have to be educated, not to go out and vote for someone just because of the looks, Um, because we can wind up in the same position that we are in right now with Donald Trump. Um, we we know that people didn't vote for him merely because of the things that they knew about him or what they believed that could um, that he could get done. Um, maybe some of you know maybe some people, but in a whole, they wanted change, and they were going to do whatever they had to do to get this change. Now the change just happen to have backfired on everyone. So when you have a combination of and those who wanted the change did what they had to do and were out there at the polls to get um, Donald Trump in office so we can see how we actually got him in office. Because if we were doing what we were supposed to have been doing, um, I believe that he would not have gotten um, in office so easily. And that's why it's so important to be educated, educated, educated on who's running. Get all of the information. And, you know, just um, that has been said before, those that are new, we also know the potential in the individual. And that's based upon you know, their progress and how they've come along. Because some some people who are running don't have the age, meaning um, the political age um, of the years that's in um, being in politics. But they definitely have the potential because of how, where they've come in the time that they've come in. So those are things to watch, too, to see what they've accomplished, see what they're doing, um, what they have done, and that can kind of help us to see where they'll go. So we won't, don't want to rule out anyone um, that we believe that be the, would be the best person in the position that we are looking for, because when we say change, we want change for the better. And trust me, anybody that's connected to Trump right now is not necessarily um, for the better. We have to come away from the things that's been happening. We got to get some things happening. You know, what happened to the agenda? What happened to the things that were going to be done? What happened to the issues? All of those 
seem like they just put to the back burner, and it's, we got a lot of chaos going on. So that's the thing that we have to look at, and we have to, in conversation, talk to each other, meaning help them to see, you know, the people, and help them to understand that they have to be educated, and they have to go out and vote. You know, don't don't accept from anyone, my vote don't count, because your vote definitely do count. I have um, somebody on the line, a number I'm not familiar with, 0546. 0546, give us your name and where you call from. I'm Stacy. <laughs> I am Stacy. Okay, Stacy. Stacy, what, what do you think? Uh, have you had a chance to listen to the news and this crazy stuff that's going on about our president? Um, I heard some things, but I didn't. Maybe I need to be abreast. Uh, he said something um, recently. I didn't hear it. Maybe well, he, uh, there's a new book coming out from a man called Bob War, uh, Warren, and uh, he uh, is making some ugly statements about our president and how people are stealing paperwork off his desk to keep him from seeing it, and how he. Uh, calling um, sessions retarded. Uh, More of the same stuff that we've already known that he has these pet names for everybody who don't agree with him. Oh, well, um, what do the people say? The the people in Congress or whoever, what do the, the, um, I don't know, nobody, no repercussion for that? For the president? But we have, he is yet to have any repercussions. We're hoping uh, that this will be the time that there will be some re, uh, some recup, some uh, penalty for what he's been saying. But it has been, uh, you know, CNN is really playing it up real uh, loud right now. Uh, let's let's take a break and we'll come back and ask everybody to give their final word for this evening. There ought to be a protocol for that.
Love and Reflection. This is James Shay, your host, waiting for an opportunity to talk to you about what's going on in our society. Uh, please get, uh, allow me the opportunity to have you speak on the show by calling in at 657-383-09. Excuse me, 0309. Cheryl, what is your thought for this evening? As always, great um, conversation, um, bringing awareness to everyone that to know what's actually going on out here. Um, again, we need to get out here and not only our voices be heard, but put some action behind the things that we are talking about, and that was already said here this evening. Um so that we can make a difference and we can have changes. So whatever we're doing, we can always do more. Stacy, I know you were late coming on, and we're always glad to have you here. Uh, what's going on in your, in your mind right now? You know, just tell us a little bit about what you're thinking about our society and our country as a whole. Well, I always refer to everything back, revert everything back to the Bible, but a lot of people don't really want to tolerate that or understand it and don't want to understand it. For an example, about the mixed races, there's some scriptures in the Bible that says we, the black people, Judah, we're considered Judah, and that's provable in the Bible. We're only supposed to marry ourselves, Judah, only marry unto Judah. I was looking for that scripture, but people don't want to, when they do that, I've heard parents, from our relationships, so one man a story say, "Oh, my son is getting married to a white girl." We mix it all up. How about that? So this is the, the plan is to mix it all up, mix the races up. Some people have in their mind to do that, so but you know it's against God's law. But people don't really take heed to God's law. So we're diametrically opposed to what God wants, and we're going to have these problems. Deuteronomy 28 tells us about things that's going to occur to us, God's people. Children of God, yes, we don't obey. So we are right in the line of fire. Everything's going according to the prophecy. Well, that's what all the things I talk about is going to be about the Bible. I'm sorry. All right. No, no, no. We want you to be free to say, share whatever you like. I just want to continue thank to thank you all for all your support. Uh, this show would not be possible if you wouldn't call, call in and talk about the things that are on your mind. I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It is important that we just be ready and prepared to do what is necessary to make our country better. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Yes, sir. Good night, everybody.